1: Welcome everybody to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by Winbet. It is Friday, March 18th, 2022. Alex Perutha here with only Shannon McEwen, as Ken is out of town. And for those uh who may be wondering why the audio is not as great as usual, I'm in a hotel, so this might be the most scuffed podcast we've ever done. Uh, but we'll jump right into it. Steph Curry suffers a foot sprain during Wednesday's loss to the Celtics. He's technically out indefinitely, but there is some optimism that he'll be ready for the playoffs. But for fantasy purposes, it seems like his season is essentially over. Shannon, who do you think benefits uh, the most from this, Uh, whether or not you can pick them up on the wire?
2: Yeah, I I mean, Jordan Poole's probably going to see the most direct Benefit from Curry being out, Uh, you know, my I imagine he'll he'll be the starting point guard until Curry returns, which, you know, hopefully the playoffs. Um, But across the board, you're going to see a lot of players get a boost. Thompson's going to you know, they're going to lean on Thompson more heavily. Draymond Green will be facilitating the offense even more uh, than he usually does. You know, he just returned from injury recently. Um, Andrew Wiggins will be back soon. So I think collectively, you know, you've got the three or four other star caliber players in Thompson, Wiggins, Green, Poole, who will all be lifted. Uh, and then Kaminga is more interesting with this. You know, I would imagine someone like Moody or Gary Payton sees extra uh, extra run as well. But I don't think it's going to move the needle enough for any of those kind of third tier, second or third tier guys on the on the roster, you know, really, if you're in a league that's shallow enough where pool is available, which which is unlikely, um, that's guy. I mean, he's he's available in 15% of Yahoo leagues, 78% of ESPN. So there may be a league or two. And pool's already been crushing it: 26.3 points, four three pointers, three rebounds, 3.7 assists per game over the past three. Um, you know, he'll have a good chance, a good opportunity to continue that type of production with Curry out. Yeah, I wasn't even going to
1: mention pool in the waiver section because I thought it was almost like so obvious and that he'd be so high rostered still. But definitely pick pool up. Uh, The stats uh, say that he gets a 10% usage bump with Steph Curry off the court and averages 25 points and six assists per 36 minutes uh, in that time, which is obviously a pretty sizable sample. We're so late in the season. uh, And then everything you mentioned is also correct with. Um, A lot of this stuff is going to be based on matchups who gets more run on on a specific day or not. Uh, We also had John Collins. He is sidelined indefinitely due to a sprained right finger and probably more importantly, a torn plantar fascia in his right foot. This pretty much knocks him out for the fantasy season. I would imagine just like Curry, Um, you know, Collins has been out recently with a foot issue. So we saw Gallinari Step up. We also saw DeAndre Hunter see some big minutes. Um, Bogdanovich and Herder got a few more minutes here and there, a little more usage. I don't know. Besides Gallinari and Hunter, I mean, are those just the two guys you look at if if you're in a league shallow enough?
2: Yeah, I mean, th- those are the top two. I think Okungwu, if you're in a deeper league, is warrant you know is going to warrant some consideration. Um, he he, you know, he's not really necessarily. I, I don't know how many minutes uh, Clint Capella and Okungwu shared the court. Uh, it's probably extremely minimal, um, but Okungwu has seen an uptick in, in minutes and production uh, when Collins sits. So, yeah, it's, he's a guy to consider. Um, that Otherwise, it's going to go game to game with the team. The way this roster is constructed, obviously Trey Young's always going to carry the load. I think Capella is going to be better for you than he's been for, he he started to pick up, pick it up quite a bit in the last couple of weeks, but I think he's going to be more consistent than he's been for the majority of this season. But then you got Herder, Gallinari, Bogdanovich, Hunter, all those guys are going to take turns having quality nights, right? So there might not be consistency, um, but I think all of them see a nice little bump in value and, and warrant consideration in most formats. Shannon, big game
1: last night from the Detroit Pistons. Why don't you take us through uh, what happened there?
2: Yeah, Sadiq Bay, Sadiq the Bidet, is just crushing it last night. No Kate Cunningham. Killian Hayes had to leave the game early uh, due to, to injury. And Sadiq Bay took over 17 for 27 from the floor, 10 for 14 from downtown, 7 for 10 from the line. Like I said, finished with a career high 51 points, nine rebounds, four assists, and three steals in 39 minutes. A uh, win over the Magic. Yeah, you know, no, no, Jeremy Grant either. Uh, I, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Sadiq Bey, an amazing man. Now, it, it, it's just, it, it's, it's very, very encouraging as a fan. Uh, if, if you, if you roster bay anywhere, especially in like uh, dynasty leagues, you have to. Love to see this. Um, you know the Pistons. It was an interesting game. No Grant, no Cade. Killing Hayes left early. They actually started Killing Hayes. Uh, they started Bagley and and Isaiah Stewart together at the four and the five. Um, so I was interesting to see that mix. Um, you know, I would say <sighs> fantasy takeaways is just yeah, ride, ride Sadiq Bay uh, harder when when the team shorthanded and he's going to be the primary scorer, you know, especially in DFS formats that, that, that's an obvious takeaway there. Um, you know, if you are in a league where Marvin Bagley's available, uh, I expect Jeremy Grant to sit multiple games down the stretch because uh, this team is going to go full tank at, at some point. It might not be until the final five games. And then likewise, if you're, if you're still holding out hope that uh, Kelly, the clinic, Olenek, is gonna do much for you from the fantasy side. I think it's pretty safe to drop him. I mean, they they went with Bagley over Olenek last night, and, and I would expect that to be the case for most games moving forward. Um, yeah, Bagley's just yeah, they they need to evaluate him. It's more important to give him minutes right now than Olenek. So, yeah, you know, that the big takeaways are just that. You know, I, I ooh, to go deeper actually. Let's go deeper with the Pistons. Okay. Killing Hayes could possibly miss a couple games. We'll have to see, you know, what happens. It was a head injury, so he could go into concussion protocol. That's all to be determined. Um, If Hayes sits, you know, misses an extended stretch, and then you have Cade and Jeremy Grant sitting occasional games down the stretch uh, as the team has an effort to tank, Saban Lee could carve out a nice little value role a nice streaming option if you're in daily leagues for your playoffs uh, he had a solid game last night 12 points on four for seven shooting seven assists and three steals um he's a guy who will get more minutes if this team tanks and is missing missing uh some of their primary players down the stretch
1: Saban lee when he sees at least 20 minutes this season averaging 10 points four assists three and a half rebounds 1.8 steals so he's Primarily an assists and steals guy, um, but those
2: guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. At probably, the NBA level, at the NBA level, at the G League, he's a G League legend. He's right. <laughs> he's he's like the so, the Michael Jordan of the G League,
1: and Luca Garza is the Hakeem Olajuwon of the G League as well. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, Ben Simmons received an epidural for his back pain and remains out indefinitely. It sounds like he could return for a few games uh, before the playoffs. I think he's a must drop at this point. If they're talking like maybe he comes back for a few games, this is like how they're talking about Steph Curry and most fantasy seasons are over a week or two before the regular season ends. So um, I don't know if there's a ton actionable there, right? Because he's been out the whole time. So it's like, we've seen, you know, play Kyrie when he's available, Goron, Patty Mills, Seth Curry, that combination has been getting some run.
2: Yeah, and it's it's not like those it's not like those couple of games will be thirty eight minutes right. of playing time either. I mean, you know, I would be surprised if he sees more than fifteen to twenty minutes in his first game back, and and maybe that increases by five or so minutes for a few games. And he's definitely not going to play back to backs. Um, you know, they if if he's healthy enough, they obviously will want to shake off some of the rust with Simmons before the playoffs start. But you yeah, I mean I will not fault anyone unless your your bench is just deep enough to have an injured player like that who who could and it's a daily league where you're changing the lineups every day and it could impact you in the final few few games of the season, then okay, but otherwise it's not worth it. Just grab someone who can contribute now cuz you're not going to get much from Simmons.
1: Yeah, and at this point of the year there are so many other teams Tanking that you can find value off the waiver wire all the time with just guys who are who are gonna have a big week because some guy got ruled out for, for some other guy got ruled out for a week. Um Ken put in our notes that he would like to officially apologize to Irvin Magic Johnson. His magic's tweet that Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans would help the Mavs is looking accurate, or at least Dinwiddie is playing well. Dinwiddie has hit back-to-back three-point game winners over the Celtics and Nets. Uh, in 12 games with Dallas, he's averaging 17.9 points, 4.3 dimes, 2.1 trays while shooting 50, 43, 73. Dallas is 8-2 and two over the last 10. As someone who has held on to Spencer Dinwiddie in our 14-team stake league all season, uh, I'm loving this because he was so close to a drop, and I think I did try to drop him three or four times and just did not win the fab claims. Um, so this is... Congrats if you held on to Spencer Dinwiddie. I guess Uh, that team is is interesting right now. It's Um, it's
2: amazing. It's amazing that he's been more productive. I know uh, since that move, but it it works out. I mean that Dallas is so short-handed right now, and and you know he's it was expected he was going to be you know stuck in a reserve role. He's seen he started five in the past six games. Um, Good chance that continues if they keep winning. So.
0: indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
1: we uh we're gonna go to fan feedback we had super fan rohan patel ask can you suggest possible portland trailblazer free agent pickup options simon's injury makes things even more interesting there um we're gonna get to trend in watford later um, but I will also mention that Brandon Williams has been solid, who's uh, Simon's direct backup at this point. Um, if you can stomach the field goal percentage. And then I assume people dropped Justice Winslow. Um, maybe if he's available, I think you should pick him up because he was just putting up, I mean, he's Justice Winslow. You give him 30 minutes a game, he's just going to put up stats sheet numbers.
2: Looks like he is he is uh, available in 81% of Yahoo and 96% of ESPN. So Winslow is definitely out there. Um, you know, ten team leagues. We'll see if he has if he, he'll hold enough value. But I agree with you. Like he is, he is worth picking up in most most formats. And if obviously if your leagues deep enough, uh, then he, he's a quality option. It's I don't I don't expect Simon's Dame or Nurkic to return. Um, and with that, I mean for me, anyone on that pace, uh, or on that Blazers uh, roster who's currently healthy and seeing minutes almost, especially the starting five. Uh, I believe any one of them's worthy of consideration. You know, even Josh Hart, he's still out there in 24% of Yahoo leagues, 45% of ESPN. He's been the 13th best player on a per game value over the past week. Uh, He's got had a couple of really big games. Um, I think he's going to continue to crush it as long as they keep playing them. Um, you know, Watford, we'll talk a bit more. He's an obvious pickup, Eubanks, Winslow, Brandon Williams, like you mentioned. Hell, if you're in a very deep league, I even think that Chris Dunn is worth a look, partially because I'm not a big believer in Williams. And Dunn's, you know, Dunn's had a couple games with the Blazers now, and and the most recent, 28 minutes, 13.7 assists, one steal. Um, yeah, you know, Chris, Chris Dunn. Obviously, <laughs> I, I, I always wanted to still believe, but at 28, uh, I no longer do. <laughs> um, but but if he finds himself getting 30 minutes per game for for a extremely depleted Blazers team, you know, the last week or two of the season, he could be a, a sneaky a sneaky pickup or stream option.
1: Dunn has steals upside we've we've known that for a long time that's why we've always been hoping he's going to get more minutes that hasn't always come to fruition let's jump to the waiver wire uh we have 13 games excuse me 13 teams with four games next week the clippers kings and spurs only have two games um my first Suggestion My available and 50% of leagues player is Patrick Beverly, who is 30% rostered on Yahoo. Uh, Over the past two weeks, he's averaging 12 points, 4.8 assists, 4.2 rebounds, and almost two combined blocks and steals. The main thing here for me is that he has basically been fantasy relevant all season long whenever he's healthy. Uh, He always is dealing with injuries and stuff like that, which makes it tough, but he has been in the mix all year. And the fact that he's 30% rostered. I think he's coming off an injury um he just needs to be more rostered than that one of more underrated guys in fantasy him and hartenstein are the guys i could mention every single week that should be on teams uh but just peren- uh, perennially are under rostered uh,
2: uh it, it's surprising how, how how productive pat bev has been age 33 yeah you know, a new team I, I was not expecting this with minnesota i'm actually i'm amazed that he's. He's basically been a fixture in the starting lineup uh, for the vast majority of the season. Um, you know, not eye popping numbers, but nine and a half, 4.3, 4.8 on the year with, with two combined stocks and enough three pointers to, to give you some value there. Uh, it it certainly, certainly gives you, it, it's workable in, in a lot of formats.
1: Who is your first suggestion?
2: So, I, I mean, I'm going to go back to the Blazers and and it's it, it's Trendon Watford and Drew Eubanks. Uh, both of them um, should be scooped up. Like I said, I do not expect Nurkic to return. Um, you know, even if you're worried about Winslow taking some of the value away from uh, – from Watford's recent stretch, that didn't appear to be a, a worry in the first game back for Winslow. They started Winslow at the three. They had pre, they were pre, previously starting him at the four. Uh, but Elsby was the one who was yanked from the starting lineup, and Watford stuck. So I, I think Watford's locked into the starting lineup moving forward. He has started four of the past five games. But it's just it's impossible to, to ignore the production we've seen from him. Um, I've talked about him a couple times in the past, you know, four or five weeks. Over the past seven games, 33 minutes, 17 points, 7.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists from a big man, um, most likely a power forward eligible player in your league. Very quality, 1.1 blocks, respectable 48% from from the floor and and 88% from the line. Um, And he's almost hitting one three-pointer per game. Tons of value there. And then with Drew Eubanks, you know, Again, Nurkic, Nurkic is out. I would assume that they're gonna, you know, they're just gonna keep r- riding with with Eubanks. He started to pick it up a little bit in the past few games. So, so he's he's an inconsistent guy. If you've ever played DFS on nights where he was getting spot starts when he was on the Spurs, you probably plugged him in, and you know, you there's like an eighty percent chance you're disappointed by it, even if he was minimum price player. Um, but he's starting to get a consistent. 30-plus minutes over the past three games, 33 minutes per, 15 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, and and good shooting percentages. He doesn't offer much on the defensive side, but it's hard to scoff at 15 and 10 for a guy who's available in like 80% of Yahoo leagues.
1: Yeah, like you mentioned, we had seen Eubanks put up some like low-level fantasy numbers when Jakob Pertl was out and other guys were uh, out for the Spurs. He's on his third 10-day contract right now, so they're going to have to make a decision because I think you only get three. Um, I would assume they just bring him on for the rest of the year uh, because they seem to be in that mode, but that is something you need to at least be conscious of uh, in case they feel like, hey, Winslow's back. We're going to just go Watford at center, but uh, both are good suggestions. Uh, My available in 25% of leagues player, the long shot of the week, is Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, the, the Kings only have two games, so don't expect to pick him up and start him this week. He's more of a hold for the end of the year when it seems like the Kings will be out of it and they should probably start prioritizing young guys and maybe not play Harrison Barnes, you know, 48 minutes a game and, and stuff like that. Um, DiVincenzo's been solid, man. I mean, this is how he, you know, kind of was with the Bucks, uh, uh, you know, last year before he got hurt. Um, he's out here averaging over the past two weeks 10 points 4.2 rebounds 2.5 assists one steal efficient shooting ranked 110th per game. It's just he'll he'll put up numbers anywhere between like 150th and 75th per game in fantasy just a decent back end roster guy especially for 14 teamers.
2: Yeah, he's a good option, and, and I agree with you. I think they're going to give him more minutes down the stretch. I was really surprised. Uh, you know, he made a spot spot a spot start for the Kings earlier this week, uh, on the 14th against Chicago, had a very good game. I assumed he was just going to continue to to be in the starting lineup from that point forward, but, you know, they brought Justin Holliday back, who I think returned from injury, uh, and he started again. At some point, I believe they'll give up on that. And just go with Dante. Uh, so I agree. I think he's a good option. Um, my my long shot of the week uh, is Goga Pat- Patase for the Indiana Pacers. I've talked about Goga on this before. Uh, he's starting to pick it up a little bit, doing a little bit better. And and also, I wanted to bring him up because Isaiah Jackson is in concussion protocol right now. Good chance he misses a few games. You know, we They have Jalen Smith, set. Terry Taylor. There are other options the Pacers might go with, but I think we've seen enough from Goga, who is also questionable. He's missed a couple games, uh, missed the past two games, and is questionable for tonight. But in the three games before, the two that he's just sat, he had 15, was averaging 15 and 7 with 1.7 blocks per game in only 21 minutes per. Um, you yeah, know that's good for over 30 fantasy points per game in that stretch. If Isaiah Jackson sits and Goga returns is going to be a good streaming option if you're in a deep league.
1: Yeah, Goga's been dealing with a foot injury for a while. He's been in and out of the lineup. His performances have suffered. But he's still a guy that for basically since he's been in the league, which is this is either his second or his third year, I can never remember. Um, He's been like a a threes and uh, blocks upside guy. We can rebound a little bit. Like the, the per 36 numbers look great. It's just in putting it together consistently is another story. Um let's uh Shannon, do you have some words from our friends at Winbet uh that uh you can tell us about?
2: Winbet is the exclusive sportsbook sponsor for Roto Warriors Fantasy Basketball Podcast. WinBret brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, overs and unders, or just over-unders, round robins, live betting. And so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into sport into Winbet's Digital Casino and take a spin on roulette down in the double down on blackjack. Slam the shots or try your hand at Backerat. Windbeds currently available in nine states: Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. And it rapidly expanding into other states. Keep an eye on your state. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. Register for WinBet today and make a qualifying deposit, a wager to receive $200 in free bets. Promotion may vary by state. Download WinBet now. That's W I W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive sportsbook sponsor of the Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast.
1: Thrive is back for another season of fantasy basketball, and they're running guaranteed contests every day this NBA season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes like Sadiq Bay that have the biggest impact on your Thursday night game in Orlando. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how to claim your free Rotowire subscription: visit rotowire.com/thrive. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a ten a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Play in your first paid contest. And then you receive the free six-month RotoWire warriors subscription. Uh, great for baseball season, which is, in fact, happening. And we've had a ton of great coverage uh, from our baseball crew while NFL free agency and trades are going down. It has been extremely hectic. Uh, In the sports world, all while March Madness is also going on. You get a tongue with the RotoWire subscription. Let's jump into our Friday DFS. We have quite the slate Friday after Thursday's one game slate. Uh, We have highest over unders Indiana at Houston, 238 and a half. Pelicans are at the Spurs with a 237, and the Grizzlies are at the Hawks also. With a 237. That game will be fun. Ja versus Trey. Although I do believe Trey is questionable. Um, So that is less than ideal. When you first look at this slate, Shannon. Is there any. What sticks out to you? Either value, matchups. Give me
0: something.
2: Yeah. The first thing I actually noticed was. in beads questionable status. And that's going to go a long way towards how I build my lineup. Luckily it's the first game that tips off for the night. So we'll know. Um, I, you know, I would not be surprised if Embiid sits um, only because when was the last time he sat, right? Like, like he, he's only sat like once in the past uh, 20 games, I think, Um, you know, we're used to uh, Embiid sitting more. It just seems like he's due for a night off. Um, And if Embiid sits, Pretty much everyone else on that Philly roster is going to be a a great value. Whether it's Maxi, uh, Tobias Harris, you know, even James Harden um, under ten thousand dollars. You know, if Embiid sits, Harden's going to have sixty five point fantasy upside. Um, but I really like Harris and Maxi uh, specifically if Embiid is sitting.
1: Yeah, that's a a really interesting kind of factor into this slate. And it's tough because Dallas is one of the best defenses in the NBA. So you almost be worried that like, hey, I'm going to hit this value. And then they end up scoring like 95 points or they play really good against Hargan or something. Um, But I agree with you. I mean, that's that's a place to look right away. Um, And then I believe Trey Young is also questionable. Obviously, that's a huge name. It's a left quad bruise. I mean, if he's out, then you're you're looking more towards like Bogdanovich and Herder and guys like that to kind of clean up. Um, I like Bogdanovich personally because he's been a pseudo-point guard like his entire career. Um, although I mean Memphis, uh their defense has been great. They absolutely shut down Tyrese Halliburton the other day. They made they embarrass the Pacers, which isn't that tough to do at this point. But I'm wor- I'm kind of worried about going up against the the Grizzlies for the rest of the season in DFS because Desmond Bain's a great defender and Dylan Brooks is a great defender, right? They got both of those guys back. Uh they're great on the wing and then in the back line. It's not like you're gonna go through Jaron Jackson or Steven Adams, who are good at protecting the rim in their own right. So they're really set up on defense. I would be a little worried to to face them in DFS. Um that's kind of my two cents on that. Um Yeah.
2: If and if if Trey Young sits Dylan right, could you know a good chance he gets the the nod at, at point guard. Um, and they just continue to bring Bogdanovich off the bench. Um, yeah, you know, we'll have to see. But but in in six starts this season, um, Wright has averaged 29 fantasy points per game. Um, he's he's a bit risky, uh, but but he will at least be worth consideration uh, if Trey Young sits. And he's he's a minimum price player on FanDuel for the night, so that certainly helps move the needle with Wright.
1: As far as value goes. Um, we mentioned earlier that Isaiah Jackson is out. Um, and depending on what happens with Goga, who I don't know if he has a, he does have a, is he questionable?
2: Questionable, yes.
1: Questionable. So Terry Taylor, I think, is where you have to start looking there. Uh, 3,700, so close to minimum. Um, at, you know, past two games for him, 21 fantasy points and 28 fantasy points via FanDuel. Uh, He's crept up closer into the thirties and forties. I mean, he had a 49.7 fantasy point outing against none other than your Orlando magic uh, back in early February with 24 and 16. So I think he's someone that you should definitely keep an eye on for that cheap value.
2: Yeah. And obviously that's, that's probably the game to target tonight as well uh, with that 240, 240 and a half over under. So, so that's absolutely bonkers. Um, yeah, I mean, I believe that's the highest over/under of the night. So anyone from the Indiana Rockets game, um you know, especially on that Indiana side, once we figure out who's actually available in the front court, you know, if Batase, uh Duarte, who's going to play, uh, I I think Taylor might be the best option because of you know, thirty-seven hundred dollar uh, salary hit is, is definitely easy to digest. Um, a couple other value guys who. You know our value guys not because of uh, not because they're possible spot starters, they're just seen to decrease salaries because they recently t- returned from injury or maybe had a couple off games. Uh, we've got Dylan Brooks for the Memphis Grizzlies 4800. Uh, he's back. he's played two games, 25 and twenty four minutes in those two outings. I won't be surprised to see his minutes creep up some. Uh, if he's getting closer to thirty, and with that sub five thousand dollars salary, he's worth a look. We mentioned DeAndre Hunter, forty seven hundred. With Collins out, you know, I, we already know Hunter's going to get big minutes. He's averaging thirty five minutes per over the past three. He's just his production fluctuates, uh, yeah. is the nice way to say it. Um, yeah, you know, but if he has a game where he actually picks up a couple defensive stats, that then, then he usually scores enough uh, where it's going to be a solid fantasy line um kyle lowry 5500 yeah you know he's he's had four games where he hasn't done a whole lot um but he's seeing 30 you know 35 minutes per over the past three and and i feel like we're going to see a bounce back effort from him soon okc uh in miami huge blowout potential Uh, So we'll have to see, you know, we, we also have to see, is Jimmy Butler going to play that'll move the needle for me a little bit more. If if Butler sits, then, then Lowry at 5,500 becomes even more appealing. Um, And one other guy, Fred Van Fleet, 7,200. It's very rare that you see a guy who's listed at 7,200 as one of our optimizers, best value options for the night. But Van Fleet cracks the top eight uh, with his depressed salary um, yeah, you know, I, it looks like he, he, he's healthy now. I I feel like this team's, you know, 40 and 35 minutes past two games. Um, they've, they've had a lot of other players like Siakam and Scotty Barnes pick up the slack, but I feel like, uh, Ben Fleet's due, he's getting the minutes and he's due to pop with another like 40 point outing very soon.
1: Yeah, he's had some games. So he's had that persistent knee issue for people who have uh, kind of been wondering why he's in and out of the lineup. Um, he's had some games where it's like, oh, he's, he's hitting his shots, but then his assists aren't that great. And then his assists are great, but he can't hit his shot. So you're right. I think one of these games, it will come together, and he will go for his kind of typical uh, upside of like 25 and 12. Uh, we also have um, – I mean, I'm kind of interested in, in Evan Mobley still. He's going up against yep. Jokic, which is obviously not an easy matchup. But I still think with Jared Allen out, his upside his upside is unbelievable. I mean, he's had uh, – I mean, over the past – what is this? Six games, he's averaging 44 fantasy points. Um, three of those have been performances over 49.7 fantasy points. He's 7,700. Uh, extremely high floor, obviously. Um Hasn't put up less than twenty eight. Twenty eight was his worst game over this stretch, and <laughs> I was going up against Joel Embiid, who is a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. So uh I'm still, I'm Mobley Cash or GPP. I think you can just go for it.
2: Yeah, and he, he's his salaries came down a little bit too. You know, as soon as Jared Allen went out, Mobley had a couple of gigantic games, and, and you know, kind of pri- was priced out. He he immediately became a, a eight, mid eight thousands. He's down to seventy seven hundred. I like that salary a lot more. Um, and you know, it's a game, it, it's not a great matchup, but but it's a game at home. Um, it should be somewhat fast paced. I, I, I like I like him at that. I, I have I have Mowgli in my lineup. The the interesting part about tonight's slate, yeah, this can be our final takeaway on the DFS side, is there are enough values in that, you know, not even going with minimum price players. I mean, you certainly can. I mean, you have guys like Terry Taylor, uh you you have guys like uh you know Craig Tory Craig from from Phoenix if 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 uh Jay Crowder sits again then Craig's going to probably start at power forward he's about 4400 um you know i mentioned if you want to get crazy and go with like minimum price Chris Dunn or if DeLon Wright ends up <laughs> starting for minimum price like there are numerous very affordable players and then in that second tier, that forty-five to fifty-five hundred dollar price, all those other guys I mentioned—Lowry, Hunter, Brooks, tons of them—Maxi, Harris, all of those guys. I mean, I, I believe Maxi's fifty-four hundred or so, you know, assuming Embiid sits. There are enough values for from each tier that you can go Jokic and Harden tonight, or you know, you can go 10000 ten-thousand-dollar players very easily, and have. A, a pretty safe lineup, not have, you know, not have these floors or potentials for, for someone just putting up a total egg, goose egg on you. Um, it, I think it's going to be a insane slate um, and one of the, you know, one of those high scoring slates where everyone's miserable because you need four, you need 400 <laughs> points just to hit a min cash.
1: Yeah. At this point in the year, it is a lot of stars and scrubs lineups uh, kind of given the tanking situation in the NBA, but we'll wrap things up. Ken was gracious enough to still grace us with an out quote. Uh, we're going to Memphis. Uh, former Memphis center, Mark Saul, when asked what he knew about Memphis, when he first arrived Elvis, and that was it. <laughs> uh, thank you everybody for joining us on the road to wire fantasy basketball podcast. It is presented by WinBet. We'll catch you guys later.